Yeah. Welcome back. Shout out Don Knotts, man. That mix was fucking fun. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. Yo, so, uh, I gotta tell you something, man. Oh, yeah. I'm probably gonna piss you off. Okay. Riding around that young thug today, yo. <laughs> <laughs> what, he has a new album? Riding around to that Jeffrey, yo. Um, Best name of his album is Jeffrey. He looked like um, a mix between like Raiden and Chun Li on the cover, right? Oh, that, I think I saw like a meme or something with him wearing that. They've been throwing that out with the Young Jock uh, memes, also. Young Jock looked like a CNA from the hood, but um, <laughs> yo, now what we do here on ColecoVision, we represent the golden era, right? That's what we do. We represent the time where. You know what I'm saying? Lyrics was everything. Where you beat, you know what I mean? You might have had like a couple megabytes on a fucking zip disk to store a beat, right? Mm-hmm. So you're sampling and shit. You had to be swift, right? Yeah. Um, This Jeffrey shit is fire, though. I, I would like you to elaborate on that, please, because I guarantee you I would have the exact opposite opinion <laughs> as you if I heard it. Yo, I don't even know. Like, honestly, it was almost on some, like, guilty pleasure. Like, I pushed play, hope nobody saw me type shit. Um, and I was kind of doing it to, like, in preparation for this week's show, you know what I mean? Like last week, we kind of shitted on Yachty and Uzi Vert and shit like that. So I was like, rightfully deserved. Nah, 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 100%, 100%. Um, so I was kind of like, yo, let me prepare for this week's show. Let me see what else is new. You know what I mean? Like, uh, let me let me cut you off right there. Um, have you heard the new Havoc and Alchemist album, The Silent Partner? Nah. This. <laughs> This guy is over here listening to a Young Thug album <laughs> when there is quality music out there right now. Yo, I'm saying, I, shout out to Alchemist, shout out to Havoc, you know what I mean? Like, uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of both of them, later on in the show, we're going to have a little discussion about our top five producers ever, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, and there's a, a good possibility one, if not both of them, are going to find their way into each of our lists, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, shout out to both of them, but... Haven't gone around to the Silent Partner album yet. What I have gone to though was a little album entitled Jeffrey. Jesus fucking Christ. The shit is fucking hot. You know what I mean? Like, what makes a Young Thug album hot? Alright, I'm gonna tell you straight like this, right? I put the shit on. I listen to it like how I used to listen to an album, right? What you used to do? You used to put the tape in and push play, right? Yep. You wasn't skipping around. And think about how hard was it to skip songs on a tape? You fast forward, you miss half the fucking song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just push play and ride with the shit. Uh, so that's what I did. You know what I mean? Shout out to iTunes, Apple Music. Listen to it for free. Uh, shout out Young Thug. I didn't pay for Jeffrey. I just listened to it. But I might even cut because the shit was fucking fire. Oh, boy. Now, basically, all right, I push play on the shit. And I was skeptical, man. Like I said, I walked into it like, let me get some more ammunition for this week. Um, so, you know what I mean? I pushed play on it, and the shit, the shit was fucking fire. So, now, back to your question. You asked what makes a Young Thug song fire, right? Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. This is where 
I don't know if you want to say evolved or regressed, but it definitely changed from where we came from because it used to be you could rap on a straight up break beat back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Like think about um, how many like songs on albums or freestyles where you heard just literally over like a James Brown break and a guy just shits all over it. You yep. know what I mean? One thing I could think of off top of my fucking head, it just popped in, was a freestyle by Nas, right? Fucking Escobar season, had the break beat from the Biz Marquee, uh, make the music with your mouth, biz shit. And it's like, uh, it was on a clue tape. Yep, yep. And this guy just starts shitting like, uh, we're gonna have to edit some of these odds out, but how the fuck did that song go? Escobar season. Pretty thug with the A40, I fly. That's something Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. How did, how did, Don Knox, you remember that shit. How did that shit go? Pretty thug show no love. It's like when doves cry, maybe I'm just too demanding. Fuck the landings, fuck the cannon. Fuck the job, I'ma die scrambling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and unfortunately, we've, we've come a long way from those times. Now, in that track, there was nothing to it. It was just a drum loop and him shitting. Just, just his presence, his delivery, and it just, boom, had you. Right, so that kind of is a component of the young thug shit. Like, because, and, and your analysis right there, you didn't even say lyrics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You said his presence and his delivery. Fucking young thug got some presence and some delivery on the shit. You listen to a track called Floyd Mayweather featuring uh, Gucci (laughs) and Travis Scott. Shout out Travis Scott. This guy is doing his thing now. Straight up. (laughs) Yo, song is fire and it's all about presence and delivery. None of them are saying shit. You listen to this track called fucking Harambe. Like, on my way over here, I was blasting that shit. I may have blown all three of my speakers in the front because the shit was just hot, man. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I just, I, I like, I haven't heard any of it, but I, I just don't want to. I don't want to even give it a chance because I know I won't like it. Like, it's not my thing. It's not going to captivate, you know... It's not, it's not going to captivate me whatsoever. It's not going to hold my attention. Like, to me, it just sounds like a bunch of, like, uneducated bullshit. Right. But I think what we might have to try to find a parallel with is, like, I don't think Nori was dropping jewels back in the day. Shout out to Drink Champs, though. But I don't think Nori was dropping jewels. No, he did. he definitely wasn't. But that dude's voice... Right, and delivery. and delivery. Same shit Thugger yeah, got going for. Th- that's the thing. Like, I it's something, it's something about down south artists, and I'm not just like I, I'm not just alienated. I'm not, and like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to just alienate down south artists. Just the, the the southern twang, the accent. Like, I just can't fuck with it. Like, so you don't think Andre Three Stacks is nice? I do, but do I listen to him for pleasure? No. But as a lyricist, yes. Like right. he's so you, a, but you can at least respect him. Yeah, I, I can, yeah I, I can respect him as a lyricist and as an MC. But right. Like, him, his sound, I don't, it just doesn't do anything for me. But that's kind of, but I guess my point is that last week, your top five 
was damn near rounded out by the war report. You know what I mean? And like, Nori never said anything of substance. He said hot shit, he said clever shit, but the most important thing is he said this shit in a hot way. You know what I mean? Like, fucking what, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let someone else say what, what. They're gonna sound like a fucking well, idiot. Dude, at that point in time, Nori could have dropped anything and said anything. Definitely and it would have been fire. Definitely could have. I can't argue. Like I said, you know what I mean? Even last week, this guy got on that Clue show with Fabulous over the Money, Power, and Respect beat. Mm. Didn't say shit. This guy Fab, like, came off lyrically, but right. Nori's presence alone just, like, outshined him completely. Right. If you take it even a step further, one of the, what, in my opinion, nicest lyricists of our era was Cannabis, right? Yep. Now, you got Nori, DMX, and Cannabis all freestyling on, I think that may have been a clue show. Also. No, it was Funk Metro Flex. Ah, uh, Funk Flex. Shout out Funk Flex. Um... And again, you got Nori out there shining his ass off, not saying shit. You got Nori on, I feel like Nori has outshined Nas on tracks. He has. You know what I mean? And he definitely is not nicer than Nas. It's just his presence that like captivates you. You go back and you listen to Calm Down, fucking Jose Luis Gotcha is way hotter than Nas's verse. Yeah. And not for nothing, Technically, Tragedy Gaddafi is a better lyricist than um, Capone or Noriega, but he was like the least appealing out of all of them on the War Report. That's true, too. You know what I mean? So it's not all about lyrics. I think that's where, you know, in the golden era, we look back and reminisce with like so much fondness of the lyricism, but there were some less than stellar lyrics that we showed love to back then also nori being like a prime example yeah like i said it, more so for me it's just the it's the southern accent that i can't fuck with it just i don't know i don't want to say it doesn't have a place in hip-hop because i feel anybody should have a place in hip-hop but for me personally like it's not my taste at right, all right right and right. Th- therefore like i won't even give certain things a chance like for me my when, when I think back on Southern rap, I'm thinking of, like, Master P. And, like, that shit was fucking trash. Master like, P was definite trash. But now we're about to open up a whole Pandora's <laughs> box. And we are climbing deep within this closet of Bumps Hollywood where there's a bunch of skeletons <laughs> all wearing cash money chains. Because I had the Ghetto D album. Yo. <laughs> I didn't have no Ghetto D shit, but I definitely had 400 Degrees by Juvenile, and I definitely had the Hot Boys out. Really? Them shits were fire. <laughs> Yo, them <laughs> shits were fire. And that was like, if you talk about when, like, we didn't really establish, like, parameters for the Golden Era, but they were dropping simultaneously with, like, Rockefeller and shit, which I still consider a great time in hip-hop. Yeah. And I was still considering, like... If you think about it, like, Jay-Z jumped on the Juvenile song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why? Because that shit was fucking, like, a a brand new energy and the shit was hot. You know what I mean? Like, this is one thing that I feel like gets lost sometimes with especially these fucking backpackers who I got, like, a weird relationship with because I feel like they will love our show 
but hate me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, yo, hip hop has always kind of been like a counter culture. You know what I mean? Like it hasn't been like the norm type shit. It's been kind of like against the grain. So like, um, I feel like why are we like shutting out people that come in with different sounds? You know, it should continue to evolve. You know what I mean? There was a lot of people, backpackers, like, if we pull out a fucking Raucous record album, shout out Raucous, but half of them tracks are trash. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would say Shout that. out Dilated People, you <laughs> that shit sucks. I, I fuck with some of their shit. I mean, I'm not going to rush to the store and buy a Dilated People's album, but... They- I will rush to the store... And not buy a dialect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. That's why it, this is like a crazy juxtaposition of the show. Is that we we both have like a lot of similar loves and respects and shit. But it's almost like um, we definitely don't see eye to eye and everything. And I feel like hip hop purists will almost accept some like bullshit because it's what they deem pure, you know what I mean? Wait, one thing I will say though, like to, to backtrack on me and my relationship with, uh, me and my relationship with Southern hip hop, I like T.I., I like Ludacris, but when you have an artist like Young Thug who, like, it's very, it's very difficult to even understand what the fuck this guy is saying. No idea what he's saying. Yeah, like it just it just sounds like a whole lot of garbage to me. But then you have like TI, like smooth as fuck, like says hot shit, rides a beat pretty well. Like I can fuck with that. Ludicrous, fucking before before any other word comes to mind, the first thing that I think of when I hear the, uh, the name Ludicrous is lyricist. Like, the, the man was a, a, one of the most clever artists I have ever heard. And, you know, I, I just... No no down south artist really followed in his footsteps at all. I feel like they just veered off in a total opposite direction. There's no cleverness. There's barely any creativity. Ah! Go ahead, keep going, but I disagree. I feel if like it, what if, Young Thug is doing is creative. If, that's the thing. It may not be lyricism, but it is creative. To who? A fucking dog? I, I find <laughs> it very creative. You know what I mean? Because creativity is almost like, if we look at art, right? We, we think of hip-hop as an art, right? Yeah. So if you look at, like, literal art, fucking Claude Monet. You familiar with this guy? I'm not. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Unplug the mics and go Google the shit. But listen, this guy's paintings were like, his brush strokes were mad, like, broad and, like, blurry almost. You know what I mean? So at his time, people were like, this isn't fucking art. Like, Mona Lisa is clearly Mona Lisa. Like, we can see a woman's face here. What the fuck is this cluttered up mess of brush strokes? But when you step back from the shit, you can see it's like a pond with floating flowers and lilies and shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, just because you can't understand it from up close doesn't mean it's not in the last arc. The, the, I guess the same thing could kind of be said for Basquiat, too. Because all Basquiat shit. Are you familiar with Basquiat? Of course. I would hope so. <laughs> I was about to go in. <laughs> Uh, the reason why I fuck with Basquiat is just because of the, the way the graffiti is kind of tied into it. And I'm not just being, oh, I'm the fucking hip-hop graffiti five guy. Five elements. <laughs> 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 uh, 
But there, there, there was just something very like urban and beautiful about a Basquiat piece of work. So do you think traditional art curators fucked with Basquiat? At Hell the time? no! Because <laughs> first couple glances when I first saw the shit, I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> right. But like when you look at some of the shit that's going on in his paintings, you're like, this guy is a fucking psycho. Right. And that's why I fuck with it. Right. And nine out of ten geniuses are psychos. That's you know true. what I mean? Like. They don't think like us, and that's what makes them geniuses. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not going to go out on the skinny, shaky limb that says Young Thug is a genius, but I'm going (laughs) to go out on the limb that says he is creative, and, um, like, I got to take back some of the bad shit I said off the air about him in the past, because I used to think he sucked too, man. Like, I'm on the same ship you're on, but... I'm not on the ship that sails all the way to say, like, I fuck with Lord Tariq and Peter Guns and shit. Like, I, if I hear Deja Vu ever, I get pissed because it sucks. But purists love it. You know what I mean? If I hear fucking uh, the Sound Bombing 2 album, I'm like, yo, this fucking sucks. But <laughs> purists love it. You know what I mean? So it's like, this is a, another public service announcement to you purists out there. Like... Go, try to go back and and put yourself in the same mind frame you're in now and listen to some Nori and tell me he's saying anything. You know what I mean? You might understand his words better than you understand thug shit, but you don't understand the meaning any better for a lot of his shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some of it might just be not even, I'm not calling Nori like a fucking idiot or, or anything, but it's like every spot has their own dialect and shit i doubt like we're all from new york but you go to fucking like left rack in 1996 their slang was way different than poughkeepsie in 96 you know what yeah. i mean so like even bogey something that we take for granted to this day when you first heard bogey you ain't know the fuck <laughs> he clearly said you say bogey now you say cigarette but you just heard the bogey. bogey out in your face yeah. now your face lace like ashtray ashtray face. face you know what i mean but yeah, so that's what I'm saying, man. That's 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 the one point I want to get across in this week's first take session is uh, let's not sleep on everybody just because they weren't they weren't out in '96. You know what I mean? To sum it up, my thing with when you have an artist like Young Thug who who is for some odd reason to me getting the the exposure that he's getting, I just feel that the artists who are still doing it and staying true to the art form should equally be getting that same type of love and they're not and that's my problem with the shit but do you think any of that has to do with the artists themselves because no, no not, not, think not so? at all all right let me give you a prime example of somebody that i feel like has never changed right and is still mad relevant fucking fabulous you know what i mean and i don't even think he's signed i don't even he don't even i don't even know what the fuck he doesn't even drop albums he just drops mixtapes but he fucking like tours off his mixtapes his raps still sound like some real new york shit from 98 you know what i mean he's never changed up but he finds a way to stay relevant so that's what i'm saying that's where like new yorkers and purists and you fucking backpackers need to get it straight like you can still be new york you can still be pure but you gotta stay relevant you can't you can't continue to spit the shit 
from 20 years ago. You know what I mean? No, that's true. That's, that's why the Bee Gees died. You know what I mean? Not literally, rest in peace if any of them died, but that's why they died out. You know what I mean? That's why I fucking like poison died out. <laughs> if you can't adapt, you're gonna die. Yeah, so we're gonna get back into the music, but my final thought on yo, everything. Yo, yo. You got Thugger in there? That <laughs> <laughs> was fucking with you. My final thought after this whole little session here is that this guy hates fucking backpackers. Back to the music. Paint a picture well I sing a 
song from Sing Sing, sipping on ginseng. Righteous wax chaperone, rotating ring kings. Charge the wooden soldiers, decipher punks couldn't hold us. A thousand men rushing in, not one nigga was sober. Perpendicular to the square, we stand gold like flare. Escape from your dragon's lair. In particular, my beast travel like a vortex through your spine to the top of your cerebral cortex. Make you feel like you busting up from raw sex. Enter through your right ventricle, clog up your bloodstream. Hot terminal like Grand Central Station. Program fat baselines on ovation. Getting drunk like a fuck, I'm ducking five year probation. War of the masses, the outcome disastrous. Many of the victim families saved their ashes. A million names on walls engraved in plaques. Those who went back received penalties for their acts. Another heart is torn as close ones mourn. Those stray niggas get slayed on the song. The track renders helpless and suffers from multiple stab wounds and leaked sounds. That's her. 93 million miles away from K1 to represent the nation. This is a gathering of the masses that come to pay respects to the Wu-Tang Clan. As we engage in battle, the crowd now screams in rage. The high chief Jamel Ireed takes the stage. Light is provided through sparks of energy from the mind that travels in rhyme form, giving sight to the blind. The dumb are mostly intrigued by the drum. Death only one can save self from. This relentless attack of the track spares none. Yo, 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 fuck that. Look at all these crab niggas laid back. Lamping light and gray and black. Boom is on my man's rack. Codeine was tossing your drink. You had a navy green. Solomon the fiend. Bitches overheard you scream. You two faces, scum of the slump. I got your whole body numb. Blowing like Shalimar in 81. Sound convincing. Thousand dollar cork pop convincing. Hands like Sonny Liston. Give fly permission. Hold the fuck up. I'll fasten your wig. Bad luck. I humiliate. Separate the English from the Dutch. It's me. Black noble Juwali. Came in threes. We like the Genovese says so, season ease, degrees is earth 93 million miles from the first rough turbulence The wave burst, split the megahertz Hey yo, that's amazing, gun in your mouth talk Verbal foul hawk, connect thoughts to make my man chow walk Swift notarizer, blue tank, all up in the high riser New York gang visor, word tranquilizer Just a dosage, delegate my clan with explosives While my pen blow lines ferocious Mediterranean, see y'all, the number one draft pick Tear down the beat guard, the delegate the guard, the seagull The swift chancellor Flex the white gold tarantula Track truck diesel Play the we got Substantula Max mostly Undivided then slotted Sickening Guaranteed Made them jump like Ross Strickland Hey yo, let's get papers and pop mobile holes up in skyscrapers And condominiums overlooking our drug capers New York City, the only way to play is gritty I want cheddar so we can front up in the A-Fitty My whole committee like the puff elves and look jiggy Who on test this? My simi leave you chestless And ain't shit that you can say to me when you be breathless Young but I done did shit that you won't do So go ahead with that bullshit you blab about going through I got niggas who pump on your block and in your spot Who sit next to you protecting you but they'll murder you Don status, nigga, we getting chips assists and bad bitches since frontin' in the lock, be taking knots from the out of state spots. Any nigga make it hot, get found in vacant lot. You don't really wanna come try the one guy who stays dumb high from blunt line. The racket sang, sang alumni who got more beef than the Islamic bomb. So I pack enough sonic arms to neutralize atomic bombs. It's not a nigga in your gang want it. My AK slate gauge, spray strays, niggas' names on it. Often I bug them, but soften the thug. Have a chump Coughing blood, fill his coffin with slugs Yo, you know I got enough guns to wreck a nation Any nigga wave a tech and mason Have an explanation You bring your crew in them, I'm doing them Then I'm beating them down with aluminum Then I'm putting two in them You can't touch me, I've been devil sent Wanted for embezzlement A lot of other things, but that's irrelevant If you love the money, then prepare to die for it 
Niggas done started something. You can lay in the flames or hug the sky for it. Niggas done started something. If you love the money, then prepare to die for it. Niggas done started something. You can lay in the flames or hug the sky for it. Niggas done started something. Yeah, check out the kid that get coke like Sosa. Never turn down Chocha. Be in the Costa Rica. Sipping margaritas with a mommy, cleaning my Tommy, showing love to my army. Whenever the locks find rippy blocks, we kill them. Yeah, I hear niggas, but I still don't feel them. And this is for the listeners and prisoners and them jealous rap cats that prefer dissing us. My 16s be so real, you can feel them in your vein like Romello's pops from Sugar Hill. Jay be the cause for the kiss at your wake. Cartel lips spitting clips at your face. We started from the bottom. You'll see bag niggas pardon, whatever. We can do it at the garden. Word life, this shit is real big. I'm making niggas blow trial, even if they not guilty. I want a palace for my thugs with oriental rugs. Greenbacks from drugs, get whacked for the love. 20 niggas bad at me, still couldn't shatter me. I'm only getting up, splitting up your anatomy. Official block family, branch niggas handing me. I want the finer things, and I hope you understand me. Sitting at the table planning, plug the fan in. Let the sweat dry off, and then grab the cannon. Think the smartest, and retaliate the hardest. Regardless, if you a thug or a rap artist, respect me like Pesci. And if rap was hockey, I'd be Gretzky, puffing that sleeve. And y'all niggas done started something Acting invincible like you guard something If you guard, then I'ma make some lot till you rot And if you a player, then play for everything you got And if you a thug, then start busting off shots And if you a dog, you better bite before you bark If you love the money, then prepare to die for it Niggas done started something You can lay in the flames or hug the sky for it Niggas done started something Don't come at me with no bullshit, use caution when I wet shit, I dead shit Like abortions for bigger portions Of extortion and racketeering Got niggas fearing Fuck what you heard, this what you hear How much darker must it get? How much harder must it hit? See if your hardest niggas flip When I start a bunch of shit I like pussy, but not up in my face So give me three feet Cause when we creep, no more than three deep Niggas see sheep Bloodhounds found your shit buried in the mud Following traces of gunpowder residue and blood A positive ID is impossible So you know, John Doe is what they gonna be putting on that tag on your tongue now who gon' tell your mother her baby's under recover in the morgue Slip as a log, slip out by the dogs Another hard-headed nigga that wouldn't listen So you got what you came for Surgery with the chainsaw I hit the fucking streets Cause like I said before, ain't nothing going down until I eat Motherfuckers think it's all about impressing bitches And stressing bitches while I'm testing bitches Game, addressing bitches and caressing bitches And dealing with motherfuckers on all levels What I'm dealing with is all devils Fucking with snakes, running with niggas you call rebels I got an army of 730 niggas, dirty niggas and Comfortable and worry niggas, 30 niggas that like the bury niggas And scary niggas get it all the time Cause what they got is all of mine Your man was talking shit until I pulled a nine And if I don't know you, I don't fuck with you And if you with my man, then he getting stuck with you And gave it to money cause I just lost my mind When he crossed the line Sent his back through his chest and I tossed the nine Boss a crime, black daddy I stack bodies with the black shoddy But jazz niggas that act snotty, get it? So it's that part of the show where we dive into our top five dead or alive. Yo, I, I like this part of the show, man, because it gives us an opportunity to uh, argue, which is always one of my favorite pastimes. Obviously, that, that's, that's pretty much what the show is. The basis into. of the show is let's fight to the death over a fucking uh, liquid sword. 
<laughs> but yeah, you know what the funny thing is too is even if these fucking mics weren't on and we weren't recording, this would be normal conversation between us anyway. That's true. Yeah, that's why. Ah, uh, once again, this show was so successful. <laughs> <laughs> and yo, shout out to your sister. When I was talking to her today, she was like, honestly, like the first show, it just sounded like a normal Saturday night. That's drinking. The, that's the roundtable sessions <laughs> at the lab, yo. You know what I'm saying? We just sit around, we bullshit, but amidst all the bullshit is some real live jewels. And now we're giving the jewels to people that can appreciate the jewels that came up with them. Also, I don't want to. I don't want to alienate the the younger audience. You know what I mean? I want you to digest these jewels and appreciate these shits and uh and i honestly like my my reasoning for doing this show is for you guys as much as i might i might shit on you this is for you so you can learn about what music should sound like that's that tough love yo. yeah it, it's tough love like you know th- th- this is this is done to just spread the good word of hip-hop yeah so without further ado this week's top five as i fucking teased about earlier we're gonna talk about what i think maybe i'm biased because i am one the most important component of hip-hop music at least is fuck all you backpackers that talk about the other elements <laughs> is the producer is, is the a producer is actually considered an element of hip-hop now right I don't know if it is, man. I gave up on these elements. This guy shit. is an anti-purist. He Fuck knows the elements, yo. I know, <laughs> I know, I know the periodic table elements. That's it. <laughs> Fuck all this extra. Everything is hip hop, man. It's one element. It's a fucking lifestyle. I get it. I lived it. I was raised by it. Hip hop, you saved my life. But <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Hip-hop, you made me who I am today. You made me who I am, for better and damn sure for worse. (laughs) Because I heard Stick You and I wanted to go fucking uh, get the Perico. But, um, yeah, you know what I mean? So, but what drives a lot of hip-hop, and which is clearly demonstrated by our discussion earlier about Young Thug and Noriega and shit, a big piece of that was the producer, you know what I mean? Crafting the sound of the overall track. Yep. So that's what we're going to dive into with this week's Top 5 Dead or Alive, the producer edition. So let's uh, let's dive right into it, man. We're going to start it the same way we did last week. Same way we're going to do it every week. I like it. I feel comfortable like this. You go ahead give us our, your Top 5. Uh, if I agree, I'm just going to sit here and gracefully nod. <laughs> if there's a goddamn liquid sword kind of wavelength, I'm I'm going all the way in. All right, so at number five, I'm gonna go with Kanye West. Ah, uh, wow. First of all, I I congratulate you because he came out after 1997, which is when I think you turned off your radio. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, all right, salute. Yeah, so a yeah, quick briefing on that. It's mostly for his earlier work. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Why wouldn't it be? But, uh, no, I mean, you know, he still he's still relevant in the game. Huge fucking asshole, but musical genius. Yeah, you can't, you gotta be able to separate the person from the artist. Yeah, and myself as a producer, 
when I heard an earlier interview in his career about how he sees uh, sounds as colors, I see it the same way. That's, that's deep. I, I see it the same way. Like certain sounds sound like colors to me. Like I, it's something you can't even really put into words. You definitely can't put into words. And as a producer, I see sounds as sounds. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe this is why that, me and that, you that's fucking... That's okay, Don, not to fucking mix it down exactly, and see the colors. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'll throw you some shit and be like, yo, make it sound right. Make it sound colorful. Hell yeah. All right, but yeah, I fuck with that. Do you have anything in particular you want to highlight? Yeah, okay. a, a couple quick honorable mentions, and I'm sure I'm probably going to leave stuff out. But, um... Like, when you think of Kanye, what makes you feel like, yo, this track is Kanye that really, like, this stands out to me and made him jump into my list. Um, I would go definitely the Game Dreams. That was definitely one of my favorite songs that he produced. Uh, Slow Jams with Twister. Slow Jams was low-key amazing. Then it was. Yo, side note about that, they used to throw that shit on at, like, 3.45 a.m., Every weekend in the club when the lights came on. I don't know why, but it always transports me back to that point. Yeah, uh, also Overnight Celebrity, Cameron Down and Out, uh, Through the Wire was fire. You know what it was too, man? It's like the soul samples, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so fucking hard to like generate that feeling. I don't know why. You could, you could be a master pianist and try to pull up a synth or a module plug-in, but to get that fucking feeling that you get from a soul sample, it's so hard to do With a little high-pitched voice into yeah, it. Yeah, you gotta speed not. that shit up. You gotta throw it onto the 45 setting and let that shit rip. Yeah, quick, uh, quick fact for the listeners. The Nas song, Papa Was a Player, that was ghost produced by Kanye before Kanye was Kanye. Word? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. So yeah. I never knew that. Quick, quick fact for the listeners, though. Yeah. We might have to edit this out because I don't know for sure. But I'm pretty sure that the avid Bumps Hollywood fans <laughs> will know that that track is a sample from former Temptation Eddie Kendricks. Now that same sample has a breakdown later on in the track. Which was later sampled by myself for the ones up. <laughs> really? Yeah, that same track. That's fucking hilarious. Hell yeah. That, but that's a fire ass sample, yo. Like that shit. Like I so respect. I'm not. I know I'm going off on a tangent. I'm hijacking your top five. But like I definitely respect the new producers now and shit. But like there was no better feeling than after sitting through hours of bullshit. Than finding that ill ass sample. Yeah. Well, there was nothing like it. Yeah. So, alright. Enough respect paid to Kanye. Coming in at number four, who do you got? I have The Alchemist. Shout out to Alchemist. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, what are you. What, what made that really, like, click for you? Um. I like the fact that this guy was able to not only use samples, uh, he, he was able c- to combine synths into it. 
um, play. Which is mad hard. It is. It is. It is mad. Yo, I remember sending you beats that I made on Fruity Loops in like the 90s. Yeah. And I tried to play a bass line. Yeah. And you were like, yo, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. Hot sample. What the fuck are you playing on that bass? Yeah. Like, so definitely shout out Alchemist for being able to do that because that, that's not easy. To this day, I don't think I can pull that off. But to even further co-sign that, you know what would like even further validate Alchemist is that Havoc co-signed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So No, and, and I, honestly, like his partnership with with Mob Deep is definitely like what made him who he is today. But earlier in his career he he was like doing a lot of work with like a lot of like West Coast artists that you don't that don't really get any uh, mention like the Far Eye stuff like that. But if you go back and listen to those albums, this guy's beats were fucking insane. Like right. it was only a matter of time before the right people heard him. And um one big disappointment with the Alchemist is he was uh, he ended up becoming Eminem's tour DJ, but never actually produced a song for Eminem that I can remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And if he did, like, I, I probably would have remembered it, obviously. So right. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel you know Eminem, you definitely uh, wasted having that man around you because he's a fucking mastermind behind the board. So. But that was probably around a time when M was like producing his own shit. Nah, it was it was like a little bit after Eminem was already kind of established as his own producer then. So that's e what I'm saying. Even yeah. so, even so, like knowing that knowing what this guy has done and his resume at that point in time, I would still want to be from him, no matter how nice I was at, as a producer myself. Right. Which like Havoc, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Havoc is an amazing producer, and he recognized, yo, I can have this fucking, you know, up-and-coming producer at the time. Fun fact, Havoc also recognized Don Knotts as an amazing producer as well. Shout out to Don Knotts on the beats. Shout out to Havoc for acknowledging real recognized real as they say. <laughs> so, yeah. Alright, cool. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Um, Damn, yo, give me something I can really jump on you about. <laughs> this one, I don't think uh, there will be any. Alright. Uh, number three, the RZA. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. With the RZA, it could have gone either to the number three or number two spot. Definitely uh, one of the pioneers for the golden era as far as his production. You know, he, he was also a lyricist as well, too. So, um, responsible for how many classic albums? A fucking literally like... Monumental album. Monumental. Like, last week we just said... In our top five ever, Liquid Swords, right? Yeah. And Wu Tang Forever. Yep. Plus, honorable mentions from that shit have to be Cuban Links, Iron Man. Yep. You know what I mean? 36 Chambers just off the strength. So. I mean, even to Cal, but it, like, I feel like it was solid. And, and even uh, the old Dirty album. But I feel like everything else he did outshine them because it was so much better and he was so more on point at that point in his career. Right, right. All right, yeah. Alright, fuck. Give me something. <laughs> Give me that liquid swords of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Havoc. Havoc is my That's not gonna do I'm it. Not, I'm not, I'm, you're not gonna get it from me this week. Re yeah. Reason why for Havoc, uh, Die Hard Mob Deep fan myself. Um, this guy pretty much is responsible for the sound of Queensbridge. Definitely. Hunter, I, I, fuck it. 100%. Now, if you're from Queensbridge, you might say like Marley Mall and shit, but which who Havoc might cite, but yep. 
for as much as we're concerned, it's fucking half. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you think Marley Marl, you're definitely older than us. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's definitely half. And since him, there hasn't been another producer from Queensbridge who's had the impact that he's had on their sound. Uh, yeah, definitely not. Low-key honorable mention, who I doubt's gonna make a top five, who falls in line with that is Q-Tip, though, because yeah, he crafted some hits on that Infamous album. And also on Illmatic. Yeah, that's true. And 100%, I didn't even know Q-Tip was nice like that until, like, later. I thought Q-Tip was just a rapper, you know yeah. what I mean? Until I really did the math on it. Like, one of my favorite songs on the Infamous was give up the goods which wasn't even a havoc beat that was a q-tip that was q-tip yeah i didn't even know that well let me double check that <laughs> what i'm gonna pick chip on honestly this top five might be boring yo because i got like a lot of shit that's kind of similar so i might right. shit on this guy though you know where are we at number one already uh, yeah we're, we're at my number one and i'm gonna let you guess who that is we are moving right along all right so you already said kanye havoc rizza uh, there's only one person who you left out who could be number one. Who is it? Primo? Definitely Primo. Ah, I know it's fucking Primo. Primo is the best hip-hop producer of all time, hands down. And that that's not knocking anybody else that I just mentioned. I just feel that this guy, like, just his sound. His sound is amazing. Yeah, nah. And uh, he's kept true to it over how many decades? He's had pretty much the same exact sound and still always is right on, on point with it. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a gift and a curse, though, because at some point it kind of gets stale. It does, but it's what makes him who he is. Like me, like when I, when I was doing beats like all the time, I was trying to be different every time I'm making a new beat. But the one thing that I lacked, which you might disagree with, is I didn't have a signature sound. No, you definitely had a sound. It was called Slit Your Wrist. <laughs> it was called Drink a Bottle of Jim Beam, Tie a Rope Around Your Neck, Get on a Chair, and then Jump Off. Shit, this shit was fire, though. <laughs> nah, it was pretty fire. Nah, you, I, like, I always fuck with your beats and shit, you know what I mean? Like, um, I think this week, if you don't object, we should finish off with one of your beats, man. That's a nice way to round out the week. But on the, on, on, on the Primo, though, like, I love Primo, and I hate Primo. You know what I mean? And I think it's almost because... Yeah, because backpackers love him. Exactly. <laughs> if I could find every backpack in the world and light it on fire, <laughs> I would be happy. Like, I would just say, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Primo himself, I gotta, I, you know, I tip my cap to him. Songs that definitely need to be mentioned that he produced, like pretty much any Gangstar album. Um, you know, Mass Appeal, Full Clip. Royalty, that's one of my favorite songs he ever produced on a Gangstar album with Casey and JoJo. Uh, Nas is like, New York State of Mind, I Gave You Power. Yeah, uh, and then, his, like, if you think about it, I remember, I, I'm thinking more so, like, that's when it was like Primo was really in his own mad Primo beats, you know what I mean? Like, you had um, him hopping on, or not him hopping on, but KRS with, like, the MC and shit like yeah. that. But then you got like once the 2000s dropped and it was like 
every New York person needed just like one Primo beat. Well, there, there was a formula going on, and this was with all the major albums that were coming out in the late 90s, early 2000s. You needed a Timberland track. Definitely. You needed a Primo track. Yep. Uh, maybe Trackmasters. I was actually gonna put them as number Yo, that, that has to be an honorable. That's why I asked you off air if we needed an honorable mention. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. Honorable mention. There you go. Give them the honorable mention because. And, and it wasn't even shit. just for hip hop. Like, them dudes did their thing for RB music. Like, Trackmasters were where it was at. Yeah, but if you think about, like, the reunion album. Mm hmm. Primo had the ill ass track. Yep. You think of the locks. The locks, yep. Ill Primo track. You know what I mean? Jay Z, so ghetto on the. So uh, ghetto. Fucking DD Studios. You know what I mean? Dirty, grimy shit. I fuck with Primo, man. I just like, uh. I hate you, backpackers, so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Alright. I really can't, like, talk shit, unfortunately. Because this week, you know, we don't really have too many discrepancies. As a matter of fact, like, I really only have one producer who you left off. The heat makers. Nah. They're not even my honorable mention, honestly. <laughs> I fuck with them, but I feel like Kanye kind of paved the way for them. So it's like, and they yeah. don't really hold a fucking candle to Kanye. So nah. I'll give you my honorable mention at the end. Just please. Nah, but he deserves it, actually. I didn't even think about him. But this is going to even go deeper. Okay. Deeper than him. But what we're going to do, we got we to go through my top five. And I'm going to run through it quick. You know what I mean? I'm going to run through it real quick because it doesn't need to be all long-winded and shit. My top five picks up where your top five left off. Okay. And that's Primo. Yeah. Now, Backpackers, before you spam my Twitter. I, I'm about to fucking reach over this fucking Before table. you spam me. <laughs> Primo's number five because, as I said, I don't really feel like there was too much evolution with Primo, and I feel like that's important for any artist. You call it a signature sound, I call it kind of stagnant. You know what I mean? Like, let's 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 evolve, Primo. Come on, get it together, Primo. We don't have five seconds worth of sample time anymore, Primo. <laughs> we have minutes. You know what I mean? We have endless sounds. Let's get it together. But yeah, Primo, top five, though. Shout out to Primo. Um, And of course, as you said, you know, a bunch of ill tracks. But my favorite Primo beat ever has to be Mass Appeal. Like, yeah. that shit is timeless, in my opinion. Uh, number four. Again, another fast, sharp left turn from the podcast. Oh, boy. Dr. Dre. I knew you were going to say You that. had to know Dre. Yo, Dre. How, yo. If you, you want to talk about alchemist's ability to, like, play over samples and shit. Yeah. That's what Dre did. You know what I mean? He took, like, Parliament shit and made it his own. You know what I mean? He took, like, I'll tell you right now. Um, nothing but a G thing is a Leroy Hudson sample that I have. I guarantee I can't make nothing but a G thing because Dre played over top of it and made it his own. Yeah. You know what I mean? You listen to shit like that, Dre Day. You listen to Chronic, which is a classic album. You listen to fucking Doggy Style classic album. Um, Some people call the Chronic 2001 classic. I don't really call it classic, but it's just definitely solidified. Dope. Dre 
Plus, the I don't know how you don't appreciate this, you fucking perfectionist bastard. His shit sounds so clean and crispy. Well, and, then, and that's one of the reasons why the detox album never came out. This <laughs> hey, guy he's still working. He on couldn't it. get that shit right. <laughs> and honestly, like that, that's the type of producer I am. Hell too. yeah. So, so yeah, Trey, I went through hell to get episode one out. Just nah, so you all know, that's true. <laughs> it was not live. It was a little bit edited, and by a little bit, I mean this guy didn't sleep for three days, taking breaths out of that shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, Primo and Dre, and the rest of the shit is kind of redundant, except the order switch, you know what I mean? Number three for me is Havoc. Um, Havoc kind of like sculpted who I became as a producer, mm-hmm. and the main thing about Havoc that I kind of stole and piggybacked on, um, was his ability, or not even his ability, but his vision to take a sample and just completely mute out the mids and the highs and just let that bass yep. ride, and then you drop the highs in for some hooks and shit. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? So he took shit that would be like four bar loops and he just like manipulated it to make the shit uh, his own. You yeah. know what I mean? And then just change it up a little bit so you don't have a four bar loop for four and a half minutes. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I fuck with Havoc so heavy. Plus, Another fun tidbit that I heard from our rivals of Drink Champs is that the beginning of Shook One's Part 2 is literally the sound of his project stove lighting up. So when you hear like, yeah, that's like a motherfucking like propane stove clicking up. That's hilarious. That's fucking hard. So, oh, and if you think about it, in the video, that's what they—that's exactly. the first camera shot yeah. you see—is the stove. Yeah, I never even realized Yo, that. Salute wow. to Havoc, man! Like his whole style. And if you think about it, like Shook One, what was that? Probably '95 or something like that. '94. Nah, it wasn't '94, was it? Because the Illmatic uh, was like '94. I'm probably yeah, 95. maybe '95. Still, over 20 years ago. Yeah. And this guy's sound was fucking crispy and classic. Uh, so yeah, salute Havoc, man. He's in my top three. Number two is the RZA. We've already, you know what I mean, given him his praise and shit like that. The, the one thing I will say is, uh, you know, you mentioned about Primo not changing his sound. The RZA did. He did. The RZA did. Which I, is I, why he's higher than Primo for Yeah, the thing with that, though, is... His sound back in the day to me was way hotter. Like, if I hear a RZA produced song now, I can't identify that. As opposed to earlier on in his uh, career, I could identify what a RZA beat sounded like. Yeah, but... And I'm not knocking none of his recent work, because, like, the shit that I do know that he produces equally is amazing. But if you think about it like this, right, you got to think about the progression and watch the progression, right? He went from... 36 chambers, just pure four bar loop samples and shit. Then he went to like Iron Man, all the individual albums and shit like that. Still kind of four bar loops and shit. Then he went to motherfucking Wu Tang Forever, where he was like chopping shit up, eight bar loops, playing over top of samples and shit like that. And not, not to go off on a tangent about Triumph again, because we did that last week, but yeah. when I first got the vinyl single and listened to that instrumental, right? like back to what you are saying, the sequencing, the, the different loops that he had, like everything Yo, and it might be subtle up. too, it might be some subtlety, but I feel like he was literally at the boards for like four or five minutes, like, you know what I mean, live, doing live automations and shit, because his shit was that subtle. 
but if you listen, you realize, yo, this shit, it does not repeat. It's not like he sat there for like 30 minutes, made a beat, and then just looped it and called it a day. And like, the, the thing with that song, too, is the, the, the progression of all the different instruments that he's using under all everybody just killing it lyrically like the, the, the song is fucking amazing it's right. amazing and we're not even talk about it no more because we're because <clears throat> we've already played it on this show so right but that's what i'm saying that is a testament to the fact that the producer formulates the like soundscape you know what i mean like and creates the the mood and the vibe and shit um and you know what else is really important like before i even move off rhythm that i feel like we lost a little bit nowadays is like producers were producers back then they weren't beat makers they weren't just make a beat and send it to you like they were in there they were like yo this is what the song is about i want you to do this here i want it to sound like this i want they had like a vision you know what i mean it wasn't just like here's a beat do whatever you want yeah and then they get in the booth the, the artists would get in the booth and they would be the one to hit the stop button and say no exactly yeah they do would it check. again they wouldn't just accept the email back and be like all right yeah this is the best you got for me no they'd be in there like no that's not what i want and as a producer myself I do, i've done the same shit i've done that shit to like known artists like i've done that shit to french montana you know what i mean we did a track with french montana and i was like nah stop it i don't want you to say that i want you to say that and he did you know what i mean and shout out to french for respecting the producer's role and yeah, shout out to me. me for stepping up and being that and not just being like yo do whatever you want this is my beat you know what i mean because at the end of the day the producer lays the foundation for the track um number one. Oh yeah real one last quick point on the rizza yeah when you go from wu-tang forever to like Bobby Digital, you know what I mean? Yeah. This fucking guy has been evolving. Then you go to like him creating scores for the Ghost Dog movie yeah. and shit. You know what I mean? That's growth. That's progression. Fucks with the RZA. Number one might piss some people off, but it's Yeezy. <laughs> fucking wow. Yeezy. Best producer. So that's interesting. Your number one is my number five, and my number five is yeah. your number one. Yeah, that's, that's, that <laughs> is interesting. But I, I don't know. Maybe it shows what we appreciate more and differently, but I, I appreciate the growth of Yeezy. I appreciate his ability to adapt. I appreciate his ability to struggle to find samples early on in the day, to struggle and create melodies, you know, to this day. Plus, I feel like he creates soundscapes. He dictates what people do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get that vibe from Primo, to be honest with you. Maybe he did, and I'm just overlooking it, but I kind of feel like Primo would just throw on a beat, and fucking Guru would spit some bullshit. Sorry, <laughs> backpackers. Recipes, Guru. But, you know what I mean? Well, the, another thing, too, with Primo is the signature scratching on the hooks. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Which is legit, though. I can't even hate on And that definitely, uh, to, to cap it off, like, with his signature sound, the signature Primo hook is, like, the, again, another undescribable feeling that you get as a fan of hip-hop. It's definitely a staple. Plus, Primo had a couple signature, like, sound effects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm thinking right off top, the shit off the Nostradamus album. 
Ah, uh, come, come get, get me. me. Yeah, like it was just laden with Primo effect. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so definitely, man. Shout out Primo. Shout out every producer this week. There is no, um, no real hard and fast arguments that I have against well, you. One thing that I do want to mention too, like. I, I guess this could be my anti-backpacker statement. There it is. There <laughs> it is. Come over to the dark side. So I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm thinking of who these top five producers for me are going to be. And, you know, some of the names that you think of are Jay Dilla. I couldn't tell you one fucking track that man produced. Rest in peace, Jay Dilla. Rest in peace, Jay Dilla. Like, he did shit for Slum Village and shit. I don't fucking, I don't, I don't want to hear Slum Village. Nah, and but that's the thing. That is the, that's why Kanye is so dope, man. Because he did shit for Slum Village. He did shit for Dilated Pete or... Yeah. There was a dialect. Whoever the fuck was it? Dilated people. I want to live my life. Yeah, was that Dilated people? Yeah. yeah. He did shit for Talib Kweli. But he also did shit for fucking Jay-Z. Nas. You know what I mean? Cam. He could cross everything. His music was universal. Like, Jay Dilla... Uh, Ninth Wonder. Ninth Wonder. I love Ninth Wonder. I fuck with you guys, but I feel like you're not, you don't have the ability to transcend. And that's one of the elements that's kind of like leaving you out of the top five. And that's not even giving you an honorable mention in my one one thing that I do want to touch also on is uh, with, with Kanye, when he was first breaking onto the scene, he was bridging the gap between the underground and the mainstream artists and I feel if he was still doing stuff like that like it's it's pretty much what hip hop needs now but I think what I think what um you need to realize is that he is doing that but the difference is he is mainstream so whoever he brings on instantly becomes mainstream that's true you know that's what I mean true. so like Big Sean who the fuck knew who Big Sean was until he got down with good music? Fucking hate Big Sean. Big Shout Sean, out Big Sean. Big, Big Sean, Sean you is can shut this dick. <laughs> <laughs> you are there not hot, is. Big Sean. There it is. Big Sean is me. nice. Shout out Big Sean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, a lot of people probably, you know, may have never heard of Pusha T um, until, like, Kanye really grabbed him up. Uh, so it's like... That's that he still does that. He still goes back and grabs people, but now they become larger because like it's Kanye. It's good music. You know what I, I mean? mean? My thing is like he's worked with Quali. He's worked with most stuff. Why don't you make a Black Star album for, for for the purists? Like we want that. Does do they want it? Does most Def even rap anymore? I don't even know. I have no Quali idea. probably wants it. But Kanye, as a fucking fan himself, should want that. Like, put that together. Give give us that. Give us, or if not that, something along the lines. Like, that that sound that you were talking about last episode that people are yearning for. Yeah. That's what I'm fucking yearning for. Yo, side note, most F is on good you, good music. Is he really? That's what it says on, on their wiki. I don't know how it dip this is. But yeah. So this is the lineup, though. John Legend, right? Yeah. Big Sean. Malik Youssef, I don't know who you are, Malik. Get it together. Mr. Hudson, again, get it together. Sahi the Prince, no idea. Sahi the Prince, he's actually pretty nice. Get your shit straight, Sahi. <laughs> this guy called him Sahi. <laughs> Tiana Taylor, no one knew you until that video 
no, dropped that, on the movie awards. No, that, that's fucking Iman Shumpert's fucking baby's mom. Oh, is it? Shout out Iman. I didn't know who the fuck she was. Her mom until... dropping bombs. <laughs> until Shump Pipe. Uh, designer. <laughs> yo, don't even get... We didn't even mention that and, dude uh, But yo, and you know what I mean? He also at one point in time had Cuddy, who is like an artist. Yeah. Common, who is a fucking backpacker's wet dream. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yo, I fucking hate Common. Ah, yo, but nah. I hated Common until he got down with good music. The B album was fucking flawless. Yeah, you know what with Common too? Like, that dude, I always felt like he did not ride a beat smoothly. Because he's a backpacker. (laughs) They are so worried about what they're saying. You know what it is? Like, oh, this guy pulled the mic closer. I'm about to get real comfy on that ass, yo. (laughs) I came up in an era where like the internet rapping message board type shit was live so it was like you gotta like your shit has to like look nice and you gotta look like you're using that wordplay it wasn't about what you sounded like and i feel like that's where all these lyricist lounge ass people came from where it got away from the like ciphers and it got into like oh how many syllables can i squeeze into the shit yo Fuck your syllables. You're off beat, man. That's what I'm yeah. saying. What uh, what was the name of that post board that you used to post on? Yeah, I wish I remember. I don't even know. I wish I remember. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I remember. All if that any shit. listeners out there remember, try God. <laughs> Egon, hit me. You know what I'm saying? That's what we were, though. But, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that wraps up our top five this week. Uh, not too much uh, intrigue or <laughs> no, not not too much uh, arguing and shit going on, which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but it's a it's a good thing. It shows that we're at least on the same page with certain things. So, um, yeah. On that note, we're probably gonna bring this to a close right now, right? Big shout out to everybody for checking us out on our first two episodes. It's been a pleasure been fun rocking with you big shout out to our sponsors we got kicks for sale.com big shout out to rklsv clothing you know we're just gonna fucking keep piling it on every week for you until next time you can shock on this dick